Hey, and welcome to the Kid Therapist Podcast. This is Allie. And this is Lauren. We are two licensed mental health therapists practicing in Maryland who love helping kids and families to manage and overcome their mental health struggles. Our goal of this podcast is to educate, inspire, and provide some insight into what could be going on with your kids. Here we go. So today our topic is childhood depression and this is an important topic that we are going to be talking about, um, about how kids might be displaying symptoms of childhood depression and kids can have different symptoms at different times and in different settings and we're going to be talking all about as the adults in a child's life, whether you are a teacher, parent, caregiver, um, how to notice if the child in your in your life might be suffering from childhood depression um, whether we're going to break it down into four different categories um, physical changes emotional changes cognitive thinking changes and behavioral changes um, so that you are equipped to notice and pay attention to um, what might be going on for a kid in your life who could possibly be experiencing childhood depression. We're going to explore a little bit about what causes childhood depression and give you some action steps as what you can do as a parent or adult if you suspect that the child in your life might be suffering from depression. Childhood depression is different than the everyday blues that most kids get as they develop. If your child shows sadness, loneliness, and irritability, it doesn't automatically mean that they are suffering from childhood depression. Childhood depression is typically persistent sadness, and the child typically feels alone, hopeless, helpless, and worthless. It typically disrupts every part of the child's life, home, school and peer relationships and it affects family relationships. Today we're going to share about some signs, causes, and coping skills for childhood depression. But if you suspect that your child is suffering from depression, we urge you to have your child assessed and effectively treated by a mental health professional. To recognize childhood depression in kids, it's important that you know the signs and symptoms to look for. Kids likely aren't going to come to you and say, I'm depressed, like an adult would. They might not even realize it themselves, that they're experiencing depression. So today we're going to start by talking about what are some signs that the adults, parents, caregivers can look for in a child's life when they are suffering from childhood depression. And we're going to break it down into four different categories. Yep, yep. So the first category would be more emotional signs. So these are some typical emotions that might be experienced by children who are suffering from depression. So first one would be anger and irritability. So you might see kids that are lashing out. Um, you know, they might be really distressed. They might be reflecting that, you know, feeling of sadness or depression on the inside and then putting it outwards in terms of anger. So look for an increase in this happening across multiple settings. So in school, home, friends, in the community, um, you know, just any kind of increase in, in that anger emotion. 
Uh, the next thing you would look for is any loss of interest or enjoyment in certain activities that they used to love. So if they love playing baseball, they might decide that they don't want to try out for the team this year. Um, or they might complain of being bored or reject that activity that they used to love. So that's a big one if you see that all of a sudden, you know, that they just really don't want to participate in that. Um, the next one would be sadness. So, of course, when we think of someone who's depressed, we think of someone who's sad. Um, so are they down or, you know, just really having those blues like Lauren talked about in a more intense way or more often than they typically might? Um, do they make comments about feeling hopeless or helpless? Are they more tearful? Um, and some may really hide this pretty well or try to cope with it um, in a different way by maybe isolating or becoming more withdrawn. So those are other keys to, to sadness in kids. And also anxiety. So anxiety and depression, I, I like to describe it in a way like a yin and a yang. I sometimes call them brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, where anxiety, you know, of course, like you see an anxious kid, you know, you know they're anxious. Um, but anxiety can also be kind of like, uh, you know, like I like that sister relationship or kind of like that partner to depression um, because untreated anxiety is more likely to manifest and turn into depression, especially in the teen years. Um, are they tense? Are they panicky? Are they worried? Um, so those are, are definitely some key things to, to think about. And also um, low resiliency. So a child that isn't bouncing back after upsetting event, they're really perseverating on it or really kind of holding on to that disappointing event and not you know, being able to, to bounce back from that. So Allie shared about what are the typical emotions that are experienced by children that are suffering from depression. And now we're going to talk more about the cognitive experiences that a child is having. And cognitive means that's the fancy clinical way of saying thinking. So a child who's depressed um, typically has a negative um, view of themselves and a lot of self-defeating thoughts and they may become resistant to any words of encouragement from you as a parent or adult in their life um, trying to help. So again, look for a significant in increase in these thinking distortions. All kids sometimes are resistant towards parent encouragement. So paying attention to when this becomes significant in their life and it's really um, pervasive in lots of different areas for them. So the first one is difficulty concentrating or completing tasks. Um, you may hear concern from a teacher that they have stopped doing their work or they're not putting very much effort into their work. Or no, this is a big one, notice a significant change in their grades. Maybe they were an AB student and um, now they're struggling with more C's or D's, not for lack of understanding, but maybe for um, not putting a lot of effort or have a lot of care about their schoolwork anymore. Um, at home, maybe they're constantly forgetting to do something or they have no motivation to do something that they used to do. Another cognitive one is if as an adult, you start to hear some worthlessness or guilt statements. They might talk a lot about their faults and failures, expressing um, those emotions of shame or guilt, or they might declare themselves worthless. In kid language, that sounds a lot like, I'm a bad kid, I deserve punishment, um, I don't deserve to have any friends. 
um, stuck in negativity. So they might make comments that you notice that they're seeing everything in a negative light. They're seeing themselves in a negative light. They're seeing others in a negative light. They're really just kind of overall seeing life through a negative light, negative lens. Um, helplessness and hopelessness. They start to believe that this is just the way things will be and that there's nothing they can do to relieve their depressed feelings. And they really struggle to find, um, be able to identify that there are um, not times that they're not feeling depressed, that there's times maybe they feel a little bit better, um, but they're feeling, they're really kind of stuck in that hopelessness that it's just always the way that life is gonna be. Um, isolated, they, they may believe that they're isolated or it may be the reality that um, they are struggling with um, not having any significant peers in their life. Um, I'm sure eventually we'll do an episode on some bullying, um, but that is a risk factor for kids to experience depression if they um, had a close peer group and are um, experiencing a sense of rejection or um, are put out of that peer group. Um, so they're experiencing isolation in their life. Um, and then, of course, suicidal thoughts or attempts, and this is something to always take seriously and seek the services of a mental health professional. Um, sometimes kids say, I want to die to communicate the pain they feel on the inside, but it's important to always have them evaluated to determine if they're actively suicidal. Yeah, yeah, and I think also distinguishing between like self-harm and suicidal thoughts, and maybe mm -hmm. this is something that we can um, get into next season or, or something like that, but I know that that's obviously a big concern for a lot of the teen parents that I think both you and I work with mm -hmm. is you know hearing your kids say, I wanna die, or um, there's no point, or you know finding signs of self-harm you know definitely very alarming and you know of course as Lauren said you know find a mental health professional ASAP call 911 you know whatever you feel like you need to do in those moments to make sure your kid is safe that's priority number one yeah so um, kind of going on to the the next category so physical changes so if you suspect your kid might be experiencing depression you know look for these physical changes overall you know see if there's a change in their energy or activity level are they slowing down uh, they you know often talk or walk slower when they're feeling more depressed they're less playful than maybe they typically were before so think of I like to compare it to like an Eeyore kind mm -hmm. of vibe yeah yeah um, also it could be they more they're more agitated so maybe they look more on edge um, they might have difficulty sitting still or they always seem kind of bothered or just you know annoyed so that can be a, a big physical change sleep changes this is a big one um, so any change from just their nor normal pattern so if they're having difficulty falling asleep if they're having more restless sleep um, when they used to you know normally sleep through the night um, you know if they're waking up really early maybe they're oversleeping so really just any changes in, in sleep and of course you know as teenagers get older they want to you know I remember those days you want to sleep till noon you know mm -hmm. things like that so of course some of it will be normal developmental hormonal changes in teenagers but you know just see how your kid is and you know your kid and how they typically sleep so so just look out for those changes 
Um, changes in appetite or weight, uh, so either increases or decreases. And you know, notice these changes. Have they stopped eating or had a loss in interest in maybe their favorite foods? Or maybe on the other side of things, they're constantly hungry and you know, maybe overeating or um, using food as maybe a way to cope with some of these intense feelings like a, like a stress eater might um, look like. Uh, also complaints of headaches or stomach aches, you know, and they don't respond to other types of treatment like, you know, an ibuprofen or something like that. Okay. And the last category of possible things to didn't look at when you are wondering if your child might be suffering from childhood depression is behavioral changes. They might be more clingy. They might be more clingy towards you as the parent or show insecurity where they once demonstrated confidence. Um, avoidance and withdrawing. Um, do they used to hang out with the family, but now they're always preferring alone time or refusing to participate in life activities that they used to enjoy. And again, like Ali said, when she was talking about the physical changes with sleep, um, some of that withdrawing can be um, normal developmental mm -hmm. um, of the age and stage of um, preteens and teens. But, um, you know, is this primarily their preference? Um, you know, are you concerned about their mood when they are withdrawing? Um, just something to pay attention to. Um, demanding. This might come through as irritability, um, demanding that a parent do something, um, just kind of an overall change in um, their personality. Um, increased sensitivity. They may perceive and react to others rejecting them um, when that's not maybe necessarily the reality or um, believe that others are rejecting them. Um, low frustration tolerance, are they giving up really easily, not putting um, any effort into trying. Um, so not every kid has all these symptoms of childhood depression that we're talking about. Um, kids can have different symptoms at different times and in different settings. Most kids who are suffering from childhood depression have a noticeable change in social activities, a loss of interest in school or change grades, and kind of an overall just change in their appearance and in their um, who they are. So really pay attention to these. So I know a lot of parents sometimes have questions about what causes childhood depression. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is, you know, something that is a concern because obviously if we can pinpoint what causes it, then maybe we can prevent it. But of course there's no, you know, one or two or even three things that causes childhood depression. Um, we found that about one out of every four children in the U.S. suffers from childhood depression. Um, so that's a pretty significant number. Um, under the age of 10, boys are much more at risk than girls, um, but by age 16, girls have a greater incidence of depression. So that shift kind of occurs later on in teenage years. Um, and the incidence of depression starts to climb in ages seven to 10 for boys and 14 to 16 for girls. So again, when you know the hormones are really kicking into high gear and the peer relationships are priority for you know girls in those teen years and boys as well, but it's, I think it makes sense why um, maybe the incidence starts to climb a little bit later for, for girls in those teen years. 
And you know, there isn't one specific cause. You know, kids have increased chance of having depression um, for a lot of different reasons. And these were the ones that, you know, from our research that were really pinpointed, but of course there can be a multiple, multitude, multi, what am I trying to say? <laughs> you know, multiple reasons, you know. Lots of these can yeah. contribute to <laughs> yeah. your child yeah. experience. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, based on the list that we found, you know, a family history of depression, particularly if a parent had depression at an early age, that can be one cause. Um, environmental circumstances, so maybe things that are going on at school or in their community that could be really stressful for them. Um, traumatic events such as bullying, um, or even like a traumatic, um, you know, thing in in their world as far as like a trauma that they experienced at a young age, or maybe you know, I have a lot of kids that I meet with that are scared of having a school shooting happen at their school, even if there's never even been a threat. Um, you know, that's just something in this generation uh, that's definitely a worry and, and a fear that can you know persist into more depressive um, moments. Um, excessive stress can be another one. So school stress, friend stress, family stress, um, grief or loss, especially of a parent, a caregiver, a loved one, a pet. You know, that's a big one that I, I notice with a lot of kids, especially if they, you know, lose a family member, um, you know, such as a pet or a, a close family member that can be really difficult. Um, also a loss of maybe like a relationship. So mm -hmm. um, like a loss of a friendship or maybe their parents are getting divorced. Mm -hmm. um, that can be really a big Even struggle. Even that first romantic breakup yes. for teens. Yes, can be absolutely, really absolutely. Um, another one could be failure to accomplish tasks. So maybe they're having trouble learning how to read or, you know, keeping up with their peers in different activities or school, you know, school ap academics. That could be something that could definitely trigger some depressive moments. Um, chronic illness or, you know, other psychiatric disorders that might have, you know, comorbidity or overlap with depression that could definitely increase those chances. So, so as always, you know, with any mental health diagnosis, you want to get a medical rule out. So, low thyroid th that can actually cause fatigue and that could mimic symptoms of depression. Um, even conditions such as undiagnosed anemia that could mimic depression uh, due to accompanying f fatigue and low energy, vitamin D deficiency. Um, so, there's a lot of different, you know, physical medical diagnoses that you. Would want to to rule out um you know th these are kind of showing up in cold climates um, where the increase in risk of depression symptoms and fatigue seem to rise um, and i think that makes a lot of sense you know you hear about seasonal affective disorder mm -hmm. and you hear about other chronic conditions that could definitely in increase the chances of depression um, i know in our office we yeah. just got um happy lights in yes, all of our offices yes. that um, do some light therapy mm -hmm. and kind of help mimic some of the um, benefits that the sun gives and improving mood and energy levels. Absolutely. I don't know if they are recommended for kids. I would have to do some yeah, research. Yeah, I'd have to do more research on that too, but definitely for adults, I know that they're recommended. And also, you know, talking to your kid's pediatrician and seeing if they're vitamin D deficient, and that could definitely, you know, maybe making sure that all, you know, they're getting all their vitamins and minerals, that could even help with just any, you know, low energy or fatigue. 
Um, but the good news is that these conditions have effective treatments and you know the treatment of underlying medical conditions in a really timely, timely manner um, should definitely resolve any depressive symptoms. So definitely taking care of the medical stuff first, see your kid's doctor, and then you know, then you can take care of kind of the mental health. But the mind-body connection is just so huge mm -hmm. with this. Yeah, yeah. I think with depressive symptoms, it's so important to get a medical rollout mm -hmm. because they can mimic these symptoms of depression that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So what should you do as a parent if you're concerned that your child may be suffering from childhood depression? Um, the first thing is talk to your child about depression and moods. You normalize, um, you normalize depression, normalize these feelings that your child might be experiencing. Do a lot of listening, you know, offer your support and above all else, show them love and compassion. Kids are often trying to hide, ignore, or deny how they feel. So it really hum, um, helps for the parent to start the conversation, but to do a lot of normalizing and listening once that conversation is started. Um, kids may not even realize that or have the words to put to how they're feeling um, or understanding that they are possibly depressed. Like Ali said, um, one of the most important first steps is to schedule a visit to your child's pediatrician so that they can do a medical rule out about all the um, things that we were just talking about that could cause, de cause depression-like symptoms. Um, contact a mental health professional. Depression can get better, um, but without treatment, it can last or get worse. Um, childhood depression tends to typically come and go in episodes. However, once a child has had one bout of childhood depression, they are more likely to get depressed again. And without treatment, the consequences for depression can be serious. Um, so we strongly urge you to contact a mental health professional, um, especially if your child is presenting um, with su any suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. Enjoy time together with your child. Spend time doing the things you guys both enjoy. Going for a walk, playing a game, watching a movie, you know, gently encouraging positive activities. And most of all, as a parent, um, be patient. Depression can cause kids and teens to act really irritable. And for a parent, it's easy to and understandable to become frustrated and upset. Um, remind yourself that these moods are a part of depression. Um, your child's not displaying intentional disrespect or personalizing it towards you. Try to take care of yourself and um, stay patient and understanding um, because a positive relationship with a parent is a significant factor in strengthening a child's resiliency against depression. So we encourage you to find a support network for yourself. Absolutely. Um, who has a, if you have a child who, who is um, going through depression. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about being patient because I think sometimes, you know, especially for the, the tweens and the teens, you might, the parents might inadvertently interpret this depression or these depressive symptoms as disrespect or defiance, mm -hmm. and then the kid you know, gets punished or they get grounded. And, you know, I'm not saying that you should just kind of let your kid like, you know, use this as a, a way to not 
get punished, but, you know, maybe talk about, you know, what that looks like as far as having a conversation about, you know, maybe what's underneath the surface as far as their feelings. So like I do this, um, and I think you do it too, sometimes like an anger iceberg Mm -hmm. where like on, you know, everybody's seen Titanic and the iceberg on top of the water and, you know, anger is what maybe shows or irritability or moodiness or, you know, whatever we might see from the kid. And then beneath the surface, you know, maybe ask them to describe what's going on. Are they feeling lonely at school? Are they feeling rejected? Are they feeling, um, you know, incapable of, you know, completing all the the day-to-day tasks that they have? You know, ask them to kind of maybe map out and put what's beneath the waters, beneath the surface, so that they can really be aware of how you guys as a parent-child team can problem-solve this and work together. Because, you know, punishment, yeah, it might work in that moment, but long-lasting you know you want them to be able to come out of these depressive states and work through it so yeah so I think that that's what we have for today um I know talking about depression is definitely you know it kind of gives you this mood that you know isn't exactly as uplifting as maybe our past episodes so but we really hope this was helpful for you guys um, just as parents caregivers teachers you know people who are involved with kids um, to be able to look for these warning signs because it's really really important mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're looking forward to kind of the last little bit of our first season here and we got lots lots more to come in the new year too <laughs> All right. thanks guys